Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When the kids are asleep, that's when dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. I'm here today with super fan of The Walking Dead, Hanukkah. And uh, you want to tell everybody a a little bit about your show? Sure. Hi, my name is Hanukkah. I am the creator and host of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. And the Phantom Hybrid Podcast is just basically a few friends of mine and I, we get together to just have conversations about geeky stuff, television, film, Uh, sometimes books, conventions. Um, We pretty much talk about anything that has to do with geek culture and pop culture. Um, The Walking Dead is one of my favorite shows. It's one of the shows that we cover on the podcast. And um, I actually live in Atlanta. So I stay not too far from where they film or excuse me, where they filmed the main Uh show because it's over now. They finished filming about two weeks ago. But yeah, yeah. I love The Walking Dead. I'm looking forward to talking about it. So um, don't they shoot the the spinoff in Atlanta too? No. So Fear the Walking Dead actually films in Texas. I I didn't know that. Okay. And then uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond, the limited series they just finished filming, that was shot in Virginia. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about the new spinoff, Tales of the Walking Dead? Tales of the Walking Dead. I don't know where they're filming that. It may be here, but I'm not sure. Um, and then I do know that uh, Isle of the Dead, the Maggie and Negan spinoff is going to be filming in New York. But then there's also the Daryl spinoff. Yes. And I don't know much about that one yet. And I believe there are some rumors going around on the internet today and on Twitter that that spinoff might be in trouble. Like it might not be happening or one of the stars might not be doing it. I haven't had a chance to actually look yet, but I I see enough in my, you know, in my feed that I'm like, wait, what am I missing here? So I've got to check that out as soon as we get off here and figure out what's going on. That could be right because, you know, they announced the, you know, the Negan one and it's, you, you pretty much got a, a sense of what the premise might be, you know, because they talked about it being set in New York, right? Yes, but that's pretty much all they've told us. Yeah, so- but the, the Daryl one is nothing. Yeah, they have, they've kept, they've kept that one very close to the chest. Like we don't even have a title for that one yet. And that one right. was announced two years ago. Right. I don't know. So right now we can only speculate. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then we don't even know when the Rick Grimes movies are coming out. So, <laughs> so we don't know. We haven't gotten any Rick Grimes news. Um, there is also sp- speculation because he was here in Atlanta uh, two months ago, back in February. Mm-hmm. Some people are thinking that he may have come to film some, 
you know, maybe film a little bit of the finale or the final eight episodes. Some people think that maybe it might be kind of a jump off to the Rick Grimes movies. I've heard rumors that the Rick Grimes movies may already be done and we just don't know about it. Mm. They're keeping us in the dark, which I'm going to be honest, I'm glad about. Mm. I don't really want to know. Like, right. I know that they're still coming. They have still mentioned that there is still a Rick Grimes movie coming out. They did not say movies plural. They said movie, but you're only going to work on a movie at a time, right? You've got all these other products that are coming out of the Walking Dead universe. And I'm going to be honest, just having watched all of the shows, I kind of feel like at some point they have to converge. Even though the main show is about to end, you know, we've heard rumors of the CRM. You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen it from the very first episode when Rick comes into Atlanta, you know, in that that second episode, but the first, you know, first episode that he's in Atlanta, we see the CRM helicopter. We know that the CRM took him when he and Jadis left. The CRM was a huge focus of the world beyond. And we've also seen um, the world, you know, the CRM show up in Fear the Walking Dead. So you can't tell me that that's not going to have something to do with the Rick Grimes movies and how they're going to reintroduce him into this world. And I have a feeling for the net, for the Maggie and Negan, episode, uh, excuse me, series as well, they're going to be in New York. Guess where part of the story of the Walking Dead World Beyond took place? In Ithaca, New York. Right, so right. that's just too many coincidences. You can't tell me that that's not going to figure into the Rick Grimes. How far uh, in the timeline was uh, World Beyond? It was set in in the future, right? A little bit? So World Beyond, it started at the 10th quote-unquote anniversary of the day the sky fell. That's what they call it in their world. They Mm -hmm. call it the day the sky fell because I don't know if you remember back when The Walking Dead started, they used to have these little shorts about the airplane Right. And the outbreak on right. the airplane. So yeah. that airplane actually crashed in the area where um, it crashed in Omaha, which is where oh. the world beyond starts out. That's where we, you know, start the story. And so um, they pick up there at the 10 year anniversary. They're celebrating, you know, this group of people these kids these teenagers they've all grown up kind of sheltered they've grown up on this camp um college campus and they really don't have an idea of what the world is like not like what we call our crew you know from the og show right so they're about 10 10 years in when this starts so them and the walking dead first season or not first season um 10th well eighth season i believe eight seasons is kind of right around the 10 year mark i believe okay. All so right. it's kind of like parallel then right right so they yeah. don't um they don't run into the commonwealth or anything no not on the world beyond but they they do run into the civic republic very heavily right very very heavily mm-hmm. so yeah um why why did that end i didn't actually get to see the second season of that show okay 
go back and watch it. Second season was a lot better than the first. Uh-huh. You know, the first season, of course, you know. Does they it were, have like a definitive ending? Is that the reason why there's not another season? It has a definitive ending, but it's also open-ended if you if you kind of get my drift. Like they ended the they wanted to. It was always supposed to be a, a, a limited series. I believe um, they started out from what um, Alexa Mansoor, who played Hope in the series, she was at Pandemic here in Atlanta last month. And she said that when she signed, she signed a seven-year contract. And she wasn't sure what they were planning to do. Like they were going to start with these two seasons and they didn't know if it was going to go past that. But I believe it was always scheduled to be a limited series just to kind of introduce another aspect of the story to us and I think really to introduce the CRM to us in its entirety like you got to see so much of what that entity is and what they're about and they are kind of similar to the commonwealth as far as how they're structured but the CRM is so much like there's so much more going on with the CRM right right but um no commonwealth in that one yeah, you think you'll touch on it in this uh, last season? I think so. Like I said, I really feel like the CRM is the common thread that's going to tie mm-hmm. all of the shows together. And you can't have a community as big as the Commonwealth, 50,000 people. You can't have a community that large. And you're talking the CRM has 200,000 right. in their community. And then they have outposts in other areas and they right. also have treaties with two other locations one in portland and then the other was omaha mm-hmm. so you can't have that larger presence and not be on each other's radar right in some capacity and even though we don't know quite what lance is doing in the commonwealth you know he has these little side quests that he's been hinting at as far as he's sending convoys for quote unquote that other project, but we haven't found out yet what that other project is. Right. I kind of feel like it has something to do with the CRM. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that's true, but I, I don't know. The way that they set his character up, you know, um, the way that he even got into the Alexandria people was that he was spying on the radios. He was listening to the radios and he overheard Max talking to Eugene. Who else could he have heard? What else has he picked up on right, on the radio? Right. You can't tell me that that's not something that's a possibility. Yeah. You know, um, when did this love for the Walking Dead start? Did you start from the first season or did you? I actually did not. So funny thing is the older that I get, the less and less I can tolerate horror. Uh So when The Walking Dead first started out, I had no interest in watching it. And then also too, for a long time, I was one of those people, I never jumped on the hype train. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people hype something up and then when you watch it, it's not really what you think. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna give it a couple of years and see what it's like. And then, my daughter and I, we volunteered at DragonCon. I've been going to DragonCon since 2007. And for a few years, we volunteered for one of the, for, for the photographer who did the celebrity photo ops. So we got to meet some of these people. My daughter happened to be working in the room where the Walking Dead cast was doing their photo ops. 
And she had no clue about the show, but she was like, those people are so nice. You know, they were laughing. They were having fun. They just seemed really cool. And I've heard of the show, but, you know, just never, never had an interest in it. And then after that year, I just decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit down, watch the first episode, see what it's like. It can't be all that good. (laughs) Literally like 15 minutes into the show. What season was that? You started this, first? I started from the beginning, but okay. this was this was maybe the beginning of season three. Okay. Right. So I binge watched all of season one, which was only six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I binge watched season two. And then I got to season three and I was like, where's the season three episodes? And they hadn't come out yet. So I had to sit mm. there and wait. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have waited, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. You know, I didn't come in at the beginning, but I came in early enough to consider myself a diehard fan. And I've loved the journey that we've gone on. Okay. The bad parts, the toxic parts. I love all of it. Uh Yeah. So, so, you know, everybody talks about Rick, but, you know, my favorite character was Michonne. I hope she shows up this last season. So... I have a feeling that could happen because I believe she is also here in Atlanta because this is where they filmed Black Panther 2. Right, right. <laughs> so right. you they can't everything tell me, now, right? <laughs> you can't tell me that Denai Guerrero is just down the street mm-hmm. and she's not going to slip that wig back on and kick some butt yeah. and go back and kick butt as a Koya. You better have a good explanation why she's gone so long without coming back to visit her kids they have well big explanation on that well the so i know it was kind of difficult when when to leave but they wanted to keep the character open right okay they gave us clues or they gave her clues that rick was alive right and of course judith you know, she's lost all of her natural family at this point. You know, Carl is there. Her mom died giving birth right. to her. Dad is dead. And now that you hear that there's a possibility he's still alive, you know, yeah, she could, she wanted her mom to come back and, you know, help them deal with the whispers. But I think for Judith in that, in that moment, especially if you look at her at the beginning of season 10, when we first well, no, not even season 10, a little bit earlier than that. When we're first introduced to her as an older character, she has a conversation with Michonne about how she's starting to forget Rick's voice, mm. how she's starting to forget Carl's voice. So I think at this point in her child's mind, she's like, no, you need to go find my dad. Like he might need help, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people are saying, okay, if Rick is still alive. It's been six, seven, eight years now. Why hasn't he come back? Well, if you're familiar with the CRM and if you watch the world beyond, you will see that in some aspects, they are kind of similar to Dawn and the hospital where Beth was when she died. Right. It's kind of like, okay, we do for you. So now you have to do for us. Rick was damn near dead. Oops, excuse me. Rick was almost dead when the CRM took him. So they would have had to go to extensive lengths to save his life right and a debt like that you just don't clear in a day a week a month yeah especially considering the helicopter set down not too far from where alexandria is 
who knows what kind of threats they may have made to him. Okay, well, if you don't do what we want you to do, then we'll just go and pick up these people in Alexandria. We'll, we'll make them do it to pay your debt off. Rick is not going to allow that to happen. And right. he's not going to allow anybody right. to go and hurt his, his family. You know, at this point, he doesn't even know about RJ. Exactly. All he knows is that yeah. he left behind Michonne and that he left behind a toddler, Judith. Mm-hmm. So, but even that, He's not going to let anybody hurt his family if there's a way for him to prevent that. And as, you know, big and bad as we've seen Rick Grimes during the eight seasons that he was there, he always had his family with him to back him up. Right. Here in the CRM, he doesn't really have anybody except for Jadis and well beyond. You will see Jadis is probably not the best ally for him. So... <laughs> yeah. She's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I feel like he just, he's biding his time. Mm -hmm. He's doing what he needs to do to keep his family safe. But also he was a cop. He's picking up clues. He's paying attention to what's going on. Because if if and when it comes down to taking them down, which of course, this is Rick. This is what happens when his, when his group gets involved. Exactly. You mess with them, you fall. That's just point blank in the story exactly. yeah so i feel like he's looking he's observing and he's trying to figure out the best way to not only escape but also to make sure that he doesn't bring any uh baggage with him when he finally goes back to his family right as far as michonne goes she's just going to look for her man she got mm-hmm. two kids at home one that he doesn't even know about and he needs to meet his he needs to see his children so yeah. I think she had good motives as far as wanting to help the people off the island that Virgil was keeping captive. And then she meets up with this other group that are headed in one direction. It's a large group. And there have been rumors that people are saying that's the Portland um, outpost going to fight the CRM. Oh. I don't know if that's true, but it's always a possibility. So, I mean, if you think about it in that case, if Michonne finds herself with a group that's going against the CRM and Rick right now is a part of the CRM because he's being forced to be, mm. that might be a way that they come face to face and then... So you believe uh, Michonne will show up in the either the Rick movie or, the, or in the last season? Rick movie, definitely. I don't think you can do a Rick movie without Michonne, even right. if it's just a little bit. I just don't see that happening. Um, as far as her showing up in the final season, I don't know, but fingers crossed, like I said, she's already in Atlanta. Why not? Right, right. You know, you know. Marvel can let her go for like five, 10, 15 and, minutes. And they've done, they finished filming, right? Yes. Right. Now, uh, with if Rick does show up in the last season, would that kind of ruin the movie? I don't think so because um, unless they've changed where the movie is going, from what I understand, the first Rick movie is going to pick up immediately after he is taken away in the helicopter. Right. So we'll get to see his recovery. We'll get to see, I guess, his initiation into the CRM or what it is that they say or do in order to keep him there. Mm-hmm. We do know that the CRM has been experimenting on people because they're trying to find a cure. They're not necessarily using the most ethical methods. And, you know, unfortunately, Rick is kind of good in that area. 
Right. He can right. he can have the moral fiber that we need, but then also when you need to get some unethical stuff done, he can do it if yeah. it's going to ensure the survival of his people. So, so, how do you envision the final episode? I don't even know at this point because there's so much going on. Um, this this mid eight episode arc that we just finished we saw the final end of the reapers we see that the commonwealth is not as rose-colored glasses as we thought and not just on lance's front but you've got the stuff with sebastian going on um you know him sending daryl and rosita into the house to get money money why That's still that like literally every yeah. time we record an episode and we're talking about the Commonwealth, that's the one thing I'm like, why is it that all of the money? all of the bad guys are always crazy white people? <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. That is a whole other conversation. I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> but no, I I just think that um those are the people that is, you know, as they've been presented to us those are the people who are the most afraid of change because that means letting go of the power that they've held onto for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a world that has been ravaged by the walking dead, like literally dead people walking, eating other people. Yeah. You have a world where the money system doesn't exist anymore. The class system doesn't exist anymore. You literally can start from scratch and make things better. But because we are human and we are doomed to repeat our mistakes, you kind of see the Commonwealth going back into that same system, except now you have a group of people who are not used to that system and who knows that you can survive without that system. Yeah, you may not be wearing cute clothes and you know, all of this other stuff, (laughs) right, but you can survive, and you can make things better for people equally, right, that's, yeah, the Commonwealth is not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's gonna fall, fall, like, it's not gonna be completely destroyed, you're talking about a community of 50,000 people, but I have a feeling that by the end of the season, or by the end of the show, things are gonna change in the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. I don't think the Miltons will be in charge. They're going to be gone. Yeah. Um, Because Pamela Milton, for all of her, for all of her rigidness and for all of her, you know, what she can do politically, you know, the, the way that she carries herself, she is so out of touch with her people. Yeah. You know, she keeps talking about, or she talked about when she did the episode with Maggie, how, you know, being a leader is a burden. You don't know what I have to do. I have to make sure that everyone is safe and I have to make sure everyone is this. And Maggie's like, yeah, but you're doing that from your castle in your safe walls, in your fancy car, in your fancy clothes. Right, right. So she's not really in touch with her people. And as a result, you see that there is something going on. There is a resistance that she knew nothing about that supposedly thousands of people are a part of. Mm-hmm. There's whatever is going on with Lance and Sebastian, where they're sending people 
to do dangerous missions in order to make up for some kind of slight or some kind of sin or some kind of thing. You've got over 200 and something people missing and you don't even know about this. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think she's going to be in charge. I don't know who will. Maybe that'll be a whole Michonne comes back and, you know, she takes over, but I don't see that happening either because- I don't see Maggie doing it since she has a spinoff, so- no, I don't. I don't see Maggie doing it. Um, don't see Michonne coming back and doing it because no one in the Commonwealth knows Michonne, so she right. doesn't have that kind of power. I mean, story-wise, I think Carol would work. No, no, because I don't think Carol wants that kind of power. I don't think yeah. Carol has ever wanted that kind of power. Carol just wants to be left alone. <laughs> she just wants to go bake her cookies and go have lunch with Daryl and just, you know, kind of get back to as normal a life as she can. You know, Carol has been through a lot. She doesn't want to have to go through this. She doesn't even want to be the type of person to fight. Like she's pulled back from the group so many times in her character art because she just didn't want to do it because she knows. I I feel like she knows if she lets that, that leash off, Mm-hmm. she can probably be the most lethal person that we know on this show and she's afraid of that yeah. because she knows that she can do it and and she's done it before she's been yeah. many times yeah so yeah. and we've only, and and we've only seen that in like little pieces right like we've never seen her just full out go whatever she's always done what she needed to do to save her people but mm-hmm. she you know she referenced this in one of the most recent episodes about this darkness that she has she knows what she's capable of Mm -hmm. and you put her in a position of power and then you have people like lance who are trying to undermine that power Mm -hmm. you really think carol would be diplomatic enough to let that slide no Mm -mm. no so are you familiar with uh any of the the comics not really, because I had not read the comics before, and I decided that I was going to wait until the show ended mm. before I started, because I didn't want to get into that, you know, that whole Person. book versus yeah. book versus media thing right. that we always right. do. I can be guilty of that, especially mm-hmm. if it's something that I've read first and then I watch it. Yeah, I didn't want to do that with this because I love the show so much. I do love the writing, and I know a lot of people have problems with different aspects of the show but I feel like these characters are so complex and the storylines that they've made is like you can't imagine them because can you really imagine a world where dead people are walking and you're having to fight to survive yeah every single moment of your life I can't imagine that exhausting exhausting yes like I know I couldn't do it so I think I'm going to wait until after the series finale ends. Mm, okay. And then I'm going to go through and read them and read some of the novelizations because, you know, they have novels of the governor's time right. in Woodbury. Right. So I think I'm going to do that once it's over. I just kind of want to finish enjoying it the way mm-hmm. that it is for now. Yeah. And then I'll go. And- it goes in very different tangents. Some mm-hmm. things never show up. Some characters die that don't die. You know, it's... Don't even get me started. Yeah. 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 Some so characters I, I live huge... that are actually dead on the show, you know? Yeah. 
I yeah, like the whole Carl thing, right, is still like right up there. Like Carl, really, you killed Carl. But yeah, that's that's. I think that's one decision I never liked. I I still don't like that decision. I I thought he was gonna actually live. From what I understand, he was supposed to, but if you ever come to Atlanta and you take one of the Walking Dead tours, mm -hmm. they will tell you the behind the scenes of what happened with Chandler and why he ended up being written off the show. It wasn't anything that he did. Let's just really? say it like that. Yeah. Mm. So, but mm. I don't want to, I don't want to put anything out there and thing up in rumors, but let's just say some people kind of overstepped and, um, the decision was made okay well, well i know a lot of people that you know stopped watching when he died yeah i mean people have been falling off just kind of you know it started with D glenn's death and then started again with carl and then when rick left you know it's just kind of like people are like okay well this that's the whole reason like rick grimes is the walking dead exactly and but i feel like i feel like after rick left when you have to learn how to tell a story about this person without the person being there, yeah, it made some for some very interesting dynamics with the other characters because a lot of times you got to see more of other characters interacting with each right. other that we really didn't see much of mm -hmm. before that. So I think it made the I think it made the show, I won't necessarily say better, just different. And it right. kind of it kind of jump started it for me. It gave well, it you know, a yeah. new fresh feeling. The show right now to me feels like a spinoff of The Walking Dead, you know? <laughs> I guess, yeah, you can look at it like that, but I, I actually love it. And, um, you know, we also have to think, you know, they've had to deal with COVID. They've had to deal with right. the different right. restrictions mm -hmm. with filming. And so a lot of the stories had to change. Mm -hmm. um you know they put out the six episodes last season uh excuse me yes last season because they were trying to get stories out and they had to limit how they were doing that so you would see yeah. these character driven arts you know single it, single character or two characters in one episode because you can't really have too many people in a right. scene or in a shot right. so i think they found creative ways to keep the story going um, I don't know why they decided just right here at season 11 that, okay, this is it, because apparently it took everyone off guard, including the cast. Right. Like they were right. not expecting for it to end. So I don't know what the decision was behind that. But Such I'm just hoping 11, that they ended. You know? Mm -hmm. Such an odd number to leave, like at 11. Yeah, it is. Like not 12, not 15, not. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, I don't get it either. Twelve would have been a nice, you know, even number, you know. Mm -hmm. Or they could. I mean, I feel like they could have gone longer because, like I said, you are bringing in newer characters, and some people are like, "I don't want to see these new people." Well, you can't be around the same people all like forever. Like even in your own real life, are you around the same group of friends for 12, 13 years? No, because real life things change. People have to move to different areas. They have to move out of the state. They change jobs. They have family responsibilities, whatever. You're not going to keep that, especially with grownups, you're not right. going to keep that kind of core group together the entire time. And then you're fighting zombies. You're fighting 
other people who want what you have or other people who just feel like, oh, there are no rules. I can do whatever I want. So I'm going to take whatever I want. You're dealing with all of these other outside forces too. So yeah, you've got to kind of change your group and make things not so monotonous. Right. You know, change right. it up a little, introduce a, a different antagonist, introduce a different group of people. You know, when um, when season 10 started and we got Magnus people, I was happy because I was like, oh, we've got different characters. Like you've got four women and a guy mm-hmm. who are hanging, hanging tough right. together. And you can tell that this is a close knit group. You felt it from the moment they entered the screen. And I feel like they've kind of blended in with our group kind of perfect. Yeah. I love the fact that they're introducing new stories and the main show might be ending. Mm-hmm. We're going to get, keep getting spinoffs and who knows, they may revisit the old show, you know, maybe a few years down the line. Right. And, right. And, you know, tell us what these characters are up to. I wouldn't be opposed to it. You saw the trailer for tales of the walking dead, right? Absolutely. Like what we saw, like some characters returning in that one. Yep. So we have Alpha, who's mm-hmm. coming back, and um, who was the other one? There's somebody else, I think. But yeah, so that that looks interesting. And then they also just did a the one with kind the of like a six. Hmm? There was a I saw like a trailer for a submarine. Yep. With zombies. Yes, they just did that one. Um, it was called Dead in the Water, yeah. and it was like a little or six parts but it was in it was in one shot so it was like an hour-long episode and that told the story of Riley who if you watch Fear the Walking Dead he was one of Teddy's disciples mm-hmm. you know and it basically tells how the USS I think it was the USS Pennsylvania how it got there in the middle of Galveston mm-hmm. so it was an interesting thing because that story takes place at the beginning of it all Right. You know, these right. guys are just on their sub, minding their business, thinking they're about to come home and they're told, okay, hey, you need to go way over here and just be ready to launch missiles. And they're like, where are we launching missiles to? And then they're told Chicago. They're like, wait, you want us to launch missiles on home soil? Mm-hmm. What is going on? And they have someone die on the uh, sub of appendicitis and he reanimates. And because Numbers. they don't know what's going on, it ends up infecting most of the subs. So again, mm-hmm. that still brings the question of how in the world did this virus start? Right, right. Because, you know, Rick was in Atlanta. Madison and her crew were in LA. These, right. these guys were on a sub. Right. So they weren't right. even near where anything else. So if even if you're thinking about um something like what happens in Stephen King's The Stand, you know, you have someone on a base where they're conducting, you know, uh, experiments and someone gets out and the virus gets out with, they're, they're under the sea. They're like 24 miles underwater. How did, so it's still, I feel like. I I think Robert Kirkman made a joke about it saying like it was uh, uh, space spores from space. I saw that. (laughs) I saw that. And I mean, okay, maybe, but yeah, let's not introduce the alien aspect when we are <laughs> more than capable of screwing some stuff up down here. Right. I don't know how it started. And then, you know, if you looked at the post credit scene at the end of The World Beyond, 
it takes us all the way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you see the video with Dr. Jenner and you see the French scientists and you see that scientist get killed and she immediately reanimates. And it's almost like she's aware that she reanimated as a walker. And she's like, no, no, no. If you go back and look at that scene, Mm -hmm. it feels like she knows what she's become. Like she there's, she's still cognizant. Right. She's still aware of, of what she is and who she is. So I it adds more questions than it does answers. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, I feel like the Walking Dead universe is probably going to go on for quite some time. Right, and right. we'll still get new stories to tell. And we still won't know answers. So <laughs> they could, yeah. honestly, they could probably milk this for another 10 years right. and keep up with stuff. I know some people are like, no, they need to end it give it to me, give it to me. I will be watching. (laughs) I may be the only one watching, but I will watch. I I think in the comics, uh, Rick has a brother that lives in Europe. Mm. And they, I think they did a one shot with him over there. That would be interesting. You know, one of my own head cannons, own head cannons was when they introduced the character of Leah uh-huh. You know, we don't find out much about her, but I had it in my head. Can I was like, wouldn't it be cool if Leah came back to Alexandria with Daryl? They run into Carol, and it turns out that she and Carol are like related or they're sisters. Because if you put them side by side, they kind mm-hmm. of sort of favor each other. I guess. I yeah. Like, oh, that would have been a great story. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> work out that way, maybe? but I mean, it could happen. We right, don't, you right. know, we don't know anything about Carol's family aside from Ed and Sophia. Right. But you know, Carol was an abused woman. Her husband was incredibly abusive, and we know with a lot of abusive uh, husbands, they isolate their wives from family. They isolate them from friends. You know, so that the truth of what's going on doesn't get out. So yeah, Carol could have been isolated. She could have a sister. She could have had somebody else yeah. out there. Leah could have been like. Little sister, big sister, something. Yeah. Did you ever find? <laughs> did anybody tell you about Carol from the comics? Um, I've heard a little bit of Carol from the comics, but I'm I don't know much. Didn't she? Did she die in the comics? Yeah, she's yeah. Okay. Pretty okay. Yeah. So I know I know a couple of people she's died. Not in as the strong comics. as she is in the show. Yeah, that's that is one thing I have heard, which I'm glad of. Um. I like strong Carol more than I like weepy, sad. I don't want to do right. this Carol. Right. That Carol got on my nerves. It's like, I felt like I could understand what she was going through, but I felt like they kind of took that. It, it, I don't know. They kind of dragged it out with her character for too long. And as right. a result, you know, she wasn't who we know her to be. So people died. She did a lot of student decisions in the first couple of seasons. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was hard for me to watch because I was like, no, um, can I please get Terminus Carol back? That's that's the one I want. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, they all have to go through their weak moments. They all have to go through their selfish moments. They all have to go through their, you know what? I need to take care of me before I take care of everybody else. Right, right. You know, because we need to do that in our real life with mm-hmm you know, running water and electricity and everything else that's going on. So if you're in yeah. a world where you're constantly fighting for your life, yeah, self-care is kind of really, really important then too. 
Yeah, we take it for granted how easy we have it. <laughs> we do, we do. And that's one thing you, you kind of look at the show and it makes you appreciate that. But yeah, at the same time- I wouldn't time, survive at all. I, I would not. <laughs> I don't think I would. Like no. I could probably- thing uh, we talked about, if our zombies ever came back like the Walking Dead zombies, like the way that they are now, you know, mm -hmm. 10, 12 years down the line, I could deal with them. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning of this zombie thing, remember, they were still able to climb stairs. They were still right. able to turn doorknobs. They still, you know, had- They were a little stairs. faster too in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how I would have fared then um 28 days later zombies no absolutely not no. i told my i told my kids no. this when we watched that movie i said if there ever comes a time where we have zombies and they are running like a bullet train out of japan you you, you should see that um netflix show uh all of us are dead I, I'm planning on watching it. It looks good. But yeah, I, I told my kids, I said, no, I said, if ever that time came, we're going to sit in a circle in the living room and sing Kumbaya. And then we are just, we're, we're going to play Russian roulette with each other. Cause no, I'm not, I, I would rather go out that way than to have a zombie running 75 miles an hour trying to chase me. No, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. Did you see uh -huh. uh, World, World War Z? Yeah, those yes, are, that's the one I'm talking about. World Wars, I said 28 days. World Wars, yes, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. That, that had a weird thing, like if you had no teeth, they don't bite you, <laughs> right? You know, it was, it was the, if you're sick. So if you right. had any kind of illness in you, it's, it's like it made you invisible to them. They were only right. going for the healthy people, which I was like, okay. I would be safe right now. I have chronic illness, so I would be safe, but still I would not want to live in a world where a zombie can like literally 12 seconds from death to reanimation. And then they're taking off mm -hmm. after. No, absolutely not. No, yeah. Yeah. those, like those zombies or like the vampires and um, I am led. No, mm -mm, yeah. no. Crazy. So you, um, what about fear to walking dead? We didn't talk too much about that. Um, what do you feel about Madison returning? So I have mixed feelings because Madison was actually not one of my favorite characters um, mm -hmm. in the beginning. It was one of the reasons why I stopped watching the show mid-season three. I just mm -hmm. got so tired of her character. Her character, I felt like, in some ways, I felt like her character was so self-righteous. She did a lot of stupid decisions. That's she made a lot of stupid decisions. But um, then when I thought about it, when I went back to revisit Fear the Walking Dead last year, when I got caught up, I, I looked at it a little bit differently because I'm like, you know what? We look at the male characters who, who make these stupid decisions and we cheer them on. But when she does it, it irritates me. And I was like, okay, I have to really rethink that. I think you know, everybody made stupid decisions on that show. Everybody makes stupid decisions, but for some reason, she just irked me so much. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it was just the fact that as a mother, I understand that you would do anything to protect your kids, but I feel like it got to the point where she was starting to be a little overbearing about it. Right. And it was right. starting to get a little toxic. Like when your kids get to the point where they're like, yeah, we don't want to be around you. We don't care what you're doing to protect us. We just want you to stop. 
kind of take a step back and, and look and see what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but I went back and I started, I started picking it up again, right before season six started. And then once I kind of got out of season three and into season four, and then we lost Madison and then we lost Nick. And then it was just kind of like so much going on. I was like, right. okay, it, it's still getting interesting. Like the characters, Victor Strand is one of my character favorite characters, even though he's kind of, you know, on the crazy train right now with his, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in charge. Y'all well, he are does have that every, every couple of seasons, though. He gets like that. This is true. This is true. But that's one of the things I love about his character, because you don't know what he's going to do. But, you know, right. Victor is all about self-preservation above everything. He's kind of a cockroach, that guy. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does, especially now that Alicia is back. Right. And he's finding himself at odds with her. And, you know, he's always been the closest to her and Madison. Right. You know, I feel like he he looks at Alicia like she is his sister, like she is kind of sort of his soulmate in that sense. Like Mm -hmm. that's the closest person to him in the world. And now they're at odds to the point where they're about to go at each other. They're about to fight each other. So then if you bring Madison into this mix, that's going to be interesting because I where, Madison, where she's been. Yeah, I want to know where she's been, but also I feel like she's the one person who can probably pull Victor back from that edge. Right. And I don't because, think I saw any burnt marks on her at all. No. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be interesting because I thought she would, I mean, we do see that she has some kind of effects because she's, um, you know, she's breathing with the help of an oxygen mask in the trailer where we see her character mm. return. So we do know that there is some kind of damage there from the smoke. Again, we don't know that clip in the trailer. We don't know how long it's been since the mm-hmm. fire. Right. So I'm pretty sure we'll get a little bit of that backstory as far as where she's been all of these years. You and, think uh, Civic Republic is part of that? You know kind of sort of do (laughs) but i don't want to say that yet because there have been so many other um factors that have you know been brought into fear the walking dead with like teddy and his crew um and then you had uh virginia and her people so at this point i don't want to just say crm it i kind of feel like one of the things that we discussed when uh wandavision came out and you know everybody had all their theories one of our cat one of the catchphrases on my podcast was mephisto confirmed and i feel like i'm saying that with the crm like oh yeah the crm is going to be here the crm is going to be there so i don't want to quite say that yet mm-hmm. but it's a possibility it's a possibility okay. i mean who else has oxygen masks right now yeah nobody yeah. the crm has all of that stuff Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so or it could be the commonwealth but i don't think the commonwealth is coming all the way over to texas because no. they're in ohio they didn't even want to go to virginia mm-hmm. i doubt they're going to go to texas especially in the midst of a um being deployed and exploded and you've got radiation yeah they're not right. gonna right. they're not right. gonna risk that yeah. so what's your know. feelings on morgan you know i love morgan I absolutely love Morgan, but Morgan is also one of those characters where he can get overbearing at times. Oh, yeah. yeah. And his level of... There were times I wanted him to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would go that far, 
but he does a lot of stupid decisions he he does and his self-righteousness sometimes is a bit much but again all of these people are doing things to keep the people that they love safe and he really thinks that he's making the right decisions and it turns out that you know his people end up suffering more because he's never done one right decision Well, you know, the other thing too was for so long, Morgan had this no kill policy. And I think that was part of the problem because you're trying to live non-violently in a world that's violent, that was bred in violence. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that that's kind of sort of the same thing with Carol too. It's like, yes, I understand you want to hold on to that part of your humanity, but you're in a world that where that's not a survivable trait. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i just i hope he does better this season um but we know that he is also on victor's hit list i mean the last uh the first part of the season he actually tried to kill victor which was weird to me i didn't think that would be morgan it felt right. very out of character for them to write him doing that so I don't know. I guess I need to see where they're going with this character, but he is still one of my favorites. And I I'm glad he's finally had a chance to find love again and to be a father again. I think maybe that will help his character, you know, because now you can't be the whole nonviolent. Oh no, I'm not going to kill thing. You have a a woman, wife, girlfriend, whatever you want to call her and a baby to protect now. Yeah. So that time for, you know, passiveness is out the door. Right. You better be ready to fight. Yeah, exactly. Especially since we now see what lengths Victor will go to Mm -hmm. to protect his stuff. I mean, he literally threw Alicia's friend from the roof with Mm -hmm. no hesitation. Right. Yeah. He's a a little bit too far. I think he's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be this season though, but I, I don't know. I, I, I still think that Madison may be able to bring him back from the brink. And then if not, then she's probably going to have to be the one to kill him. Yeah. I think she's going to be the one to kill him. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. The other thing that worries me is the whole storyline with Alicia. Right. Because, you know, Alicia looks like she's dying. You know, she got bit. And she had to self-amputate her arm and she doesn't think she took it off in time. So she thinks some of the sickness is still in her system. Right. And she she looks it. But I mean... I hope she at least sees her mother before she dies then. You know, if they pull another Daniel and Ophelia, mm-hmm. I will throw something at my TV. <laughs> because I felt like... Here was... is one of the shows that I, I get so pissed off sometimes. Like, I spent that made me characters that so I like mad. a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. That made me so mad. Like, really, you let her die two seconds before her father gets out the truck. Who does that? You guys are sadistic. Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep watching. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that hurt me so bad. And I hope, I hope, hope, hope that does not happen with Madison and Leisha because it's going to be hard enough for her to know that Nick is gone. Yeah. And not only to know that Nick is gone, 
But yeah, to know that she doesn't Charlie, know Nick is gone. Yeah. Right. But to know that Charlie killed Nick, but yet Charlie is still part of the group. That's right. gonna be a lot for her to take in. That's another thing I really hated how Nick died. It was such a stupid way how he died. Yeah, but we can't blame the show for that because yeah, I know that was the wanted to leave. Yeah. So Which, can't blame the show for that. But what has he done just, lately? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you leave a hit show? I don't know. I think I kind of sort of had a problem with with the fact that Charlie was the one that did it because Nick never showed her anything but kindness. Exactly. But I also understand that her character kind of like Dakota's character in a way, you know, she was trying to be what she needed to be for the people who took her in and, you know, taught her to be this little spy or whatever. And I feel like Nick was her connection Mm-hmm. to madison's group and in her mind in order for her to be what she needed to be for this other group she had to get rid of this connection and so she shoots nick i don't think she meant to shoot him you know fatally i think that just that just ended up happening mm-hmm. but i think that that's what she was trying to do she was trying to put some space in between her and madison's group so she could go be what she needed to be for this group because this other group over here you know they're conniving they're liars they're spies they're trying to get into the stadium they're trying to take everything that madison and her people have worked hard for and i think once charlie got a got to be a part of that she was like okay it's kind of like lydia with the you know with our people on the walking dead she's like okay there's a better way to live than this but lydia never killed any of the main characters (laughs) no she did not she did not (laughs) But, you know, like I said, I think she just had to kind of detach herself. But also, too, Lydia wasn't trying to detach herself from our group. She was trying to come into our group. Her her tether was her mother. Right. And she could have killed her mother when she had the choice between killing her and saving Daryl. She chose to save Daryl. So I feel like that was kind of her decision. That was like the stab in the heart to Alpha in that mm-hmm. sense, because Alpha is like, oh, okay, so y'all really lured my daughter away from me. Okay, now I really have to kill you guys. And then we see what the result was of that. But yeah, Charlie's character was, that that was a whole interesting arc. But again, she's a kid. She's been manipulated, you know? And I kind of like the fact that Alicia was the one who gave her that grace, who gave her that forgiveness. You know, redemption arcs are very interesting in the Walking Dead world because you have something like that then you with see, charlie yeah you see negan and um you know got, yeah got together now right? negan negan is a negan is an interesting thing yeah you know but no um i i know that there are some people who are shipping him and maggie and abs- absolutely not but just the fact that his story has taken a turn to where he's actually kind of a decent person you know, yes. he's found a wife. He's now about to be a father. Right. It's just one of those things because people are like, well, he shouldn't get the the happiness that he robbed Maggie of. And it's like, it begs to ask one oh. of those questions. Like, so what determ- who determines what's an acceptable redemption? Arc? I always like, said that, you know, what Negan did was justified in his sense because, uh, you know, um, Rick's guys did kill his people yeah a lot quite a lot of them yeah why they slept slept. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, and unprovoked to the Alexandrians. Exactly. And I always felt like, you know, uh, everybody made Negan out to be this super bad guy, but I think he was just being a Rick. I mean, he did some questionable things, but, you know, with the whole women being slaves to him and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely has some problems. But right. as far as that goes, yeah, I don't, I think, you know, we, we talk about this. Um, He's a lot more sensible than, than the governor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think the problem is the way that we were introduced to Negan's character was so brutal, was so violent. So we're taught to hate him from the beginning. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of like we're having to go from that hate to kind of acceptance of his character because we see his character kind of devolving in that sense. Whereas with other characters, you usually kind of see the origin story and then you see them go from a good person to being the bad person. So it's kind of like watching him in reverse and then to get the Here's Negan episode in the middle of all of this. It's kind of like, okay, when you you first meet him, he's just an ordinary guy. He's a a crap husband, but he's a teacher. Yeah. yeah school teacher loves kids and i mean even now with with his character even when he was big bad negan terrorizing mm-hmm. the alexandrians we saw that he had a natural affinity for kids yeah. you know it was yeah. evident with carl it was evident with judith when he first saw judith even as a prisoner in alexandria who was his only friend judith she was sit she would sit out there by the steps and do her homework and talk to him right, right. so I think it's interesting to see where they've taken his character and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with his character over the next eight episodes of the regular show and then what they do with him in the spinoff. Right. I hope, I hope his wife doesn't die. His new wife doesn't die. I hope not. I hope. Yeah. I don't think so. My theory is that, okay, if Negan and Maggie have to go to New York for whatever reason they're going to New York, one, I don't think she's going to take Herschel because if she, whatever she has to go do with Negan, she knows that even though she hates Negan for what he did to Glenn, right. when it comes to survival, mm-hmm. when it comes to thinking things through, Negan is a great strategist in certain things. Like there is a reason why the sanctuary worked the way that it did mm-hmm. because he thought these things out and he had a system in place for everything that's a good that's a good skill to have when you're dealing in this kind of world right and i think maggie now understands that so whatever they're going to new york to do you know (laughs) rescue rick um i just feel (laughs) like that is (laughs) i mean crm was there what if it's about like maybe of their kids his kid and her kid they're both kidnapped for some reason somebody's and then they have to go work together to save them. I can see that happening. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I, I don't know if I think that would happen because one, that means Negan's kid would be, they would be kidnapping a baby and a baby makes too much noise. Well, we don't know if it's set sometimes. Well, that's true too. There could, there could be a time yeah. jump. But my theory is that Annie is going to stay behind because she's pregnant and she can't, you know, Negan's not going to put her in danger. We already see that in these few episodes since we've met. Negan's not going to put her in any unnecessary danger. And we also see that Maggie trusts Annie. 
So Mm -hmm. I think whatever those six episodes are for Isle of the Dead, Maggie is probably going to leave Herschel behind with Annie to make sure that he's safe so that she can go do what she needs to do without any distractions and without having to worry about keeping him safe while trying to do whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. So, yeah, but no, I, I don't think I don't think Annie's going to die. That would, I think, one, it would cause outrage because it'd be like, oh, you're killing another female pregnant character. You know, we've mm-hmm. already done yeah. that with Lori. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you'll be killing. And she got some good gear for, for being an apocalypse. <laughs> but then you'll also be <laughs> killing another female person of color. Right. So, you know, to just introduce her, just to kill her. Yeah, that would not sit well with right, a lot right. of people. So yeah. I don't think they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, you know, I mean, um, I hope, you know, one person that I think should get a spinoff would probably be Michonne, but I don't know. You know, I've heard some rumors on Twitter. Twitter is Twitter is like the rumor wheelhouse. And I've heard some people say, oh, there's going to be a Rick and Michonne spinoff. I'm like, yeah, the Rick movies. <laughs> but I would love to see a spinoff with Michonne. But I don't know if that would happen. One, because uh, Denai Guerrero is so busy right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. but two, I really would like to see them focus on lesser known characters. Right, if they're going right. to do more spinoffs and tell us more stories. I would like to know more about Connie and um, Kelly like before Eclipse, the the two sisters I would like to know more about them I would love to see something with Errol and get Aaron and Gabriel because they have become like my favorite dynamic duo <laughs> ever yeah. because they're so different and it's kind of like when you see them you look at Aaron and he's you know he's got some size on him now and he's got the he's got the beard and he's got right. the the look and he's got the um the, the mace on Aaron, his arm though the funny thing about Aaron he looks like the Rick yep from the comics yep there's there's yeah. a speculation that he's going to get Rick's death in the comics which yeah. I'm not pleased about yeah um one because I don't see how that rat Sebastian can kill anybody much less a Rick Grimes so yeah, that's why he came to a shock so yeah yeah but you know you see Aaron and he looks like he's the angry one like he's the one that will be you know punching folks left and right and then you have Father Gabriel who is the priest and he seems like he's supposed to be the gentle one and then when you put them in certain situations who has totally changed right yep like I remember when we were first introduced to him and I actually was praying for him to die (laughs) I think we all were. Yeah. But um, yeah, he he even talked about that. Uh, he was at Fandemic a few weeks ago too. And he talked about how when they would go to like different conventions and stuff, you know, everybody else would get cheers and he would get booed. <laughs> and he got death threats. Wow. So yeah, I mean, fandom is a but and yeah, I, I never I never saw him Rosita. Like that just came out of nowhere. I still don't like. Yeah, she I, hooked up with the two most random people. <laughs> but you know, I could see you know, right before they killed him off, which I'm also pissed off about. Right. When you see the scenes with her and Sadiq, 
they had so much more chemistry. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Why did we not get this on screen? I would have loved to have seen that on screen. Right. But you kill him off, you put her with Gabriel, which is weird enough already. But mm-hmm. I think, but I like him with her better than I liked him with um Jadis. Mm-hmm. Because that was just a weird pairing to me. Right. Jadis with anybody is weird. <laughs> yeah, she she was a little bit better as Anne because she kind of softened up and she didn't have that weird speech thing that she was doing but yeah it was still it was still weird but I just the whole Gabriel and Rosita thing just came out of like left field and I'm like wait what but I like the dynamic once you kind of got introduced to it because you know it was kind of that joke with you know Rosita and her three baby daddies because you have Eugene (laughs) and then you have Sadiq and you have Father Gabriel and they're all like with um um Eugene in the comic books. Oh, oh, that's that's weird. I'm not that's sure. That's weird I, because I think they do though. You know, there's there's certain there's certain pairings on the show that just feel weird to me because I I really look at it as more of a brother vibe. Like I'm one of the people I I absolutely cannot ship Carol and Daryl. I just don't see it. because they act like me and my best friend and my one of my best friends my oldest best friend is a guy they Mm -hmm. act like we do so Mm -hmm. it's so weird for people to ship them romantically to me and the same thing with Rosita and Eugene I feel like yeah I know Eugene was kind of in love with her but I also feel like Eugene was in love with her really because she was the only one there for a very long time right right you know and you see him kind of start to break out of his shell and now you know he, he just getting girls in the in the looking girls too <laughs> yes he is but you know it's just i i never pictured them together that was just always a weird thought even when he was trying to confess his love to her it just felt weird to me but right. seeing those three together with her and knowing that, okay, yeah, Eugene is the one who's just sticking around because he's in love with her. And he's like, okay, I'll take her any way I can. If that just means that I have to be the, the official poop um, register, then that's what I'll do with who, you know, it turned, it was supposed to be just this little fun flirtation. And it ended up being this lifetime commitment type thing because you have a child together. And then you have Father Gabriel, who she actually loves and has this relationship with but all three of these guys get together you know they they get along very well together they're like family and then like when Sadiq dies one of the things that Gabriel tells Dante he was like Sadiq was like a brother to me or he he, Sadiq was my brother my family will never be the same a weird relationship you know (laughs) but you know what I mean new world (laughs) <laughs> all these old prejudices gone why not have a good blended family i mean you all right, have to right. live together why make it why make it even more difficult right. you know you all are going to see each other it's not like you can be like oh okay i'm just going to pick up and and move to another yeah you really can't do that now no no you know there's no planes you can't just get on a plane and go somewhere and kind of work your feelings out no mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck so why not make the best of a situation? Because at least at this point, you know that if anything happens or if anything comes down and, and Rosita is in trouble or Coco is in trouble, you know, at least three people right there will have her back regardless. Mm-hmm. You can't lose with that situation. Yeah, 
Yeah. So do you think they'll ever find a cure in the show or one of the shows in the future? I believe so. Um, just from what they were doing in the world beyond, mm-hmm. I believe those characters will probably be the closest because th- those are the scientists. Right. Those are the ones who've been working on it for this whole time. Did you ever hear um, that um, Andrew Lincoln, uh, he, he did a, uh, his idea of what the last episode was going to be like. If No. I, are, or are you talking about the dream? No. Oh, okay, good. Because I was going to say, I, I don't like that theory. You know, so many people have said that they that, think like in the last episode, they're gonna he's going to wake up and all of this will have been a dream. I was like, no, no. no. Andrew Lincoln was interviewed and he said if if he had written the last episode, it would have um, Rick overcoming this big fight, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, he gets bitten. Okay? And there's a horde of walkers coming towards him. Mm-hmm. And um, they they walk past him, and hmm. that he is the one with the cure. That would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, I heard him talk about that, and I was like, "Wow, that would have been pretty interesting." If this whole time he's the one, right? That I mean, it could happen. I mean, because I I mean, if you think about it. He's the only person who survived in the hospital. Right. The only person. Why was that? Mm-hmm. And you would think that with the way the military was going through the hospital, killing everybody in sight, Shane literally blocked his room with a bed. Mm-hmm. That would signal to me right there that somebody's inside. Mm-hmm. So why would you just leave him? Right. Right. Uh, you know yeah it could be that oh okay well he's in a coma anyway he's probably gonna die because everybody else is dead nobody's gonna take care of him he'll just die and it, we'll just leave it alone but yeah that's weird that you just leave one person in that whole hospital mm-hmm. alone and then through everything that they've gone through he's never been bitten Right. He's never gotten sick from having all of the blood and guts on him. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. Gabriel lost his sight. Right. You know, other right. people have gotten right. sick. So. And there was one time where he had a cut on his hand and mm-hmm. done on it. And there was theory like, oh, he's going to turn. He's going to turn. You know, he's going to have to cut off his hand like in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. But they would have to do it in a way that makes sense and is realistic. Well, I mean, as realistic as you can get in a zombie apocalypse, but <laughs> they would have to, they would have to write it the correct way and mm-hmm. not make it cheesy, not make it like, oh, really, this is what y'all went with. Mm-hmm. But I can see it happening. That would be interesting. Yeah. Because then in that sense, that means that um, RJ might be immune too right and then i you know what i know i know everybody says and i know he said that shane is judah's father i don't believe it i don't believe it i don't believe it you know well then then carl wouldn't have turned then um well yeah 
You're, you're right. <laughs> or, or it could just be, I mean, it, I mean, Carl is only half Grimes. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it could oh. have been something. It could have been something in Lori's, you know, DNA yeah, that Lori. made Carl <laughs> not susceptible. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, even with regular diseases, sometimes, you know, it's passed down from father yeah. to the child or from mother to the child or an immunity. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So say before Walking Dead, what did you used to geek out on? What what was um so supernatural was mm -hmm. a huge part of my life mm -hmm. for the 15 years that it was on. I loved Stargate. Um yeah, I love True Stargate. Blood. Yeah. So I'm I'm very much a fantasy type person mm -hmm. so I like a lot of fantasy I like genres so anything having to do with like vampires werewolves witches um mm -hmm. the supernatural world did I'm into those uh, Buffy I did not back then because I was too busy raising children <laughs> and I just I like I watched a few episodes but I could never like just get into it and mm -hmm. it's on my list of things to like sit down and watch mm -hmm but they keep making good stuff. I know. So it's hard to see. So sit. much content out there. It's too much. And then I, also I'm one of those people where it's like, I may have 15 shows that I need to watch over here. And then I get into a mood and I'm going to go back and rewatch Vampire Diaries for like the seventh time. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing too. But yeah, Buffy is on my list. I just, I haven't watched um, any of the episodes in a long time, but Mm -hmm. It is on my list, but yeah, um, like I said, True Blood. Um, I heard they're bringing that back. Hmm? I heard they're bringing that back. I've heard that. I don't know how I feel about that yet. Yeah. I would need to know more about it because um, I loved the show and I'm one of the few people who wasn't exactly disappointed in the way it ended but i i can't see no, how they can bring it back unless it's a totally different cast with different and see that's the you know there are certain things that i feel like okay yeah you can do a remake and i know they've been doing remakes since the start of time i do understand yeah, that right but i feel like some shows you just can't touch like, yeah, like you cannot give me another bill saying sookie the way that stephen moyer says it. no Right, right, this right. It's not going to happen. Sookie herself, Anna Paquin, you just, no, you just can't. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they would do that. Same thing with Supernatural. I don't think they could ever bring that back. Oh, no. no they they would absolutely have to do Jensen and Jared. There's no question. If they right. even tried to do something I know that was a, prequel, a little bit different. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's cool having other people cast as like, for flashbacks or for like, you know, right. going to the past because they've actually done really good casting for that. But like a, a long running series, I, I don't know. Like Jensen is always going to be Dean. Jared is always going to be Sam for me. You know, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be the parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of sad that you can't get a young Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> I know, even Matt Cohen, because Matt Cohen is, you know, he's off being a reporter for um, Entertainment Tonight, I believe it is. So, you know, they, they've cast two um, 
relatively new people, I think. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the casting yet. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm going to do my usual. Okay. I'm going to give it four episodes and see how it goes. But mm-hmm. I mean, Jensen's hand is in this heavily. Like he came up with the concept and, you know, they're, you know, it, he's very heavily involved. Did you hear the rumor that Jensen might be playing Batman? Uh, you mean live action? Yes, live action. Hmm. On the Arrowverse. <gasps> I would absolutely love that. I would absolutely love that. I've got to get back into the Arrowverse because I really have not kept up since uh, Arrow ended. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I watched... Stop. Around I watched too. the season of of the Flash after that, but yeah. the whole the whole Iris in the mirror thing I, and your I, husband I does not, not get, know that that's you that bothered me. Yeah, I didn't that know. bothered me. So I kind of stopped. I haven't watched it since then. No, but I also heard rumors that Stephen Amell would like to bring Arrow back. So I'm like, okay, I just I just need to know like when and where. Just sign <laughs> me up. I'll be there. But yeah, if he does that for, yeah, I could, mm-hmm, I could see mm-hmm. it. I think he's going to show up um, in the Superman show. There was talk. Mm. See, I haven't started that one either. Again, too many shows, not enough time. Yeah. But that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely check that out if that becomes fact. I hope so too, because I, I think he would be perfect. He has that. I want to see how he would do Batman after doing Soldier Boy. Right. Well, that's like more like a evil version of Captain America. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's going to be interesting seeing him in in that kind of vein Mm -hmm. because I'm so used to seeing him as Dean. And even before that, like I watched Dark Angel. So he was on Dark Angel. I remember him from when he, you know, did Smallville. Yeah. So. It, it'll be it'll be interesting but yeah but him as batman i can see it i can definitely yeah. get with that yeah i think so yeah let's let's see it right right now the arrowverse needs some kind of injection <laughs> yeah i i've heard and then um yeah joe west is moving on from what i hear yeah yeah he's barely on the flash as is yeah so he's about to um do a pilot so you know i think i'll eventually i'll go back probably once once this new season is over i'll probably go back and get caught up just to see what's going on with the characters that whole story arc with iris being in the mirror i wasn't really feeling that no and then you know i i think i heard that cisco left and i was like oh okay i i just don't have yeah, any and then desire they, they got like a a, a guy that's kind of like cisco but you know not really you know it's not it's not cisco ramon so no no okay whatever so they have too many side characters on that show now ah gotcha not compelling as the original mm. yeah well yeah, some Maybe shows you know Oliver Queen to come back. You know, it's some shows they they stay a little too long. You know. Yeah. 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 That's the problem. Yeah. I think I think Arrow left at a good time. Right. But I also feel like it was the show that kind of tethered them together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know, maybe he needs to come back just for, you know, crisis or, you know, come back for just a few episodes, maybe in a flashback or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, and maybe Felicity too. Oh, absolutely. You can't have Oliver without Felicity. Yeah. But, you know... I would also like to see the kids because I liked seeing uh, Mia and William. Right. They left that unresolved. Right. Because William got kidnapped and we never got any resolution for that. So I feel like they did that on purpose to kind of make a way for it to come back. Like Mm -hmm. maybe focusing on Mia and William Mm -hmm. because that bothered me. I was like, so y'all just not going to tell us what happened. How How do you leave that ending after so many years you know <laughs> I, I don't know that that bothered me too so yeah yeah so, but yeah uh it was great talking to you by the way i had fun anytime i get to gush about the walking dead i am down for it we so gotta talk again having. when you know um it ends or maybe i'll be on your show yeah that'll be cool That'll be cool. So we're actually going to try. They're talking about doing a huge fan event in L.A. Mm. for the finale. So Casey and I are actually going to try to go. Cool. Cool. So fingers crossed. That's what I want to do. Like that's going to be that's bucket list stuff for me. So um, tell everybody what day does your show usually have new episodes? We generally post several times a week um because we talk about so many shows we um you know we have all kinds of likes like i said we do fantasy we do comic books so a lot of the shows that we watch are current in season so we're usually reviewing anywhere from two to four shows during a particular season so we might uh drop shows on sundays and wednesdays usually but right now i'm in the middle of trying to uh finish up for finals for school so our posting has been a little bit slack but yeah usually you can find us about three times a week okay and uh you got a you got a nice set of uh co-hosts there how do you meet up so Mike and I have been friends since high school. So I've Mm -hmm. known him for more than 30 years. Uh, We went to the same high school. We grew up in the same area. Anthony and I, uh, we used to work in the same elementary school together. So he actually used to be a substitute teacher to my kids. Mm -hmm. And he is the person who actually helped me get into podcasting because he introduced me to a friend of his named Kat, who runs the Sci-Fi Party Line podcast. Um, she and I started talking and then eventually I came on as co-host and I did that with them for 13 years and Mm. she had been pushing me for a long time to do my own podcast so I ended up doing that over the pandemic Lori and I also met through podcasts like we've never met in person but she and I used to do a podcast together she used to be on um, comic book road show with uh, the Taylor Network and I used to be on there as a guest um, occasionally. So that's how she and I know each other. And then oh. when I got ready to start doing my um, show, I just kind of put it out there like, okay, who wants to do the show with me? And they were the first three that responded. So that's how I met them. Casey, I met her doing small business uh, vendor events because she does her own branding company. So she does like you know, cups, t-shirts, merchandise, a lot of the Walking Dead shirts that you see me wearing, mm-hmm. she makes those shirts. So oh. she does that. Mm-hmm. And we got to talking about the Walking Dead one time and we've been, you know, thick as thieves ever since. 
and Michelle is new to the show. She's um she's like a new official person, but she is commonly referred to on our show as the person that Anthony lives with to whom he's related by marriage. <laughs> and she is on the show covering Outlander with me now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any of your your your, uh, your daughters or anything on the show? No, I have not had them on the show. Um, my my younger daughter was in New York for a while. She just moved back, but she's in another um, area of the city. And um, she is my geek person, but she's also behind on a lot of things. Mm, so okay. um, I think I may have her on once this Teen Wolf movie drops because she was oh, the one yeah. that got me into yeah. Teen Wolf. Um, my older daughter does not do, she does not do the podcast thing, but she has done um she has done a panel with me at one of the conventions okay. that I go to and um I think she'll be doing a panel with me again this year so just kind of slowly easing them into that my son is a gamer he has no interest in any of this stuff like he'll, <laughs> he'll listen and he knows enough to know what's going on but unless it involves video games he's not interested <laughs> so. maybe we can do a video game podcast yeah, you know, he's he's trying to do it professionally. He's uh, getting to the point where he's trying to, you know, build up his his following on um, Twitch and all of that stuff. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's trying to. But yeah, so we're, we're all creators in different ways. We just like different things. So. But yeah, I raised a house full of nerds. <laughs> yeah, you so. good job. yeah, I mean, you, you know what that's like. I know your kids are hilarious. I love listening to them on on your podcast. They are hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think if podcasting would have been the thing when my kids were younger, we probably would have done it and we would have had more fun. But you know, they're grown now. My my girls will be twenty six and twenty four next oh, week, and my son will be twenty. So they they're off doing their own thing, which is cool. I don't know what what's going to happen if my kids grow out of that. I don't I don't have no guests. No. <laughs> No, I think you're doing pretty good in the guest department. So I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I got my wife doing stuff with me now. Good. That's always yeah. fun. Yeah. That's always fun. She's into walking dead as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And we All open right. the screen when they do something stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have to. It's kind of yeah. part of the, the fabric of being a walking dead fan. Yeah. 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 So um, it was great talking to you, you know. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I love talking to you. We always have a good time when we're chatting. And, you know, your your smile is always like lights up a room for me. Oh, thanks. It's too bad this is not a, a video podcast or else everybody would see. We'll do that the next time. <laughs> All right. This episode is sponsored by Audible. You know, you can get thousands of great selections of audiobooks, plus exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. And, you know, you can get theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and best of all, even podcasts like this one. And all you need to do is go to audibletrial.com slash the geeky dad podcast and you'll get 30 days free when you sign up you know when you download titles 
you know, you can listen to them offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. And if you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep the credits for up to a year. And then you can binge them all in a whole series if you like. So, go to audibletrial.com com slash the geeky dad podcast and get your free trial on us help out the show help out yourself and listen to great audiobooks with a-list talent narrating right now i'm listening to artemis narrated by rosario dawson you know, it feels cool to have, uh, like, a, a celebrity narrating to you. It makes you feel special. So, try it out. I want to give special thanks for Hanako Ricks for being on the show today to talk Walking Dead with me. You know, check out her show, The Fandom Hybrid Podcast. It's every week. With great, you know, co-stars and, and, and co-hosts and great content every week. Check it out wherever you find podcasts and wherever you're listening to Audible or, you know, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple. You can find her show there and you can listen to some great content. So, Fandom Hybrid Podcast. Check it out every week. And, uh, you know, come back to our show. And uh, listen to our show, too. So, yeah. See you next week. Bye.